Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group. You can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Luke McCarty is here. We're also joined by in-house CPA, the McPherson Financial Group, Mark Bernard. Mark, how you doing this weekend? I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? Man, things are good, but I know this is the time of the year that things just get absolutely crazy for you because as Art McPherson often says, there's no such thing as tax season. We should worry about our taxes all year long. However, this is the time of the year that we really hunker down. Well, you know, what's your schedule looking like right now? So we're now into the tax preparation, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a little different than tax, you know, planning. It's tax preparation. So we're looking to get people ready to go, get those taxes completed as fast as possible, and get those filed with the IRS well before the April 15th deadline. I have a question for you, Mark. This is my personal thought on taxes, right? If you are receiving a refund, push the button now. But if you owe money, should you wait till April 18th? Is that our new deadline? April 18th, yes. And there is a good reason to do that. You could obviously leave it in the bank account and earn about a 1% interest for the next <laughs> two months. One cent. <laughs> but that being said, you know, everything helps. And certainly if you owe, you should wait a little bit. However, we're very busy. We're doing a lot of returns. So you should consider the fact of just getting it done when it's ready and we move on. All right. So, Mark Bernard, let me ask you this. As we now get into the tax season, what are a couple of things that I need to do right now if I'm starting to get serious about putting the files together? What are a couple of things that I could do that can make the process easier? So over here at McPherson, we send out a um, two page questionnaire and it has a lot of good questions like, are you doing virtual currency, Bitcoin stuff? Are you involved in a bank account that's outside of the U.S.? as well as gathering all of your tax information, like your 1099s and W-2s. So we'd like people to think about all of those issues and be ready to submit them so that we can do the return in one clean shot and review it with the client when it's done. Yeah, so a benefit of being a client here at McPherson Financial Group is that, you know, when we invest your assets, right, we have most of your tax statements for those. So we have most of your tax things already that we provide to Mark. And then what we, we would be waiting on is pensions or social securities or, you know, your bank statements and things. But if we're, you know, your true financial planner and we're doing the investments and the taxes, we have most of your stuff. So we can make it, you know, a little bit easier than maybe what you're used to. There was a story that came out this week because we all like to use cash apps like Venmo, PayPal, Zelle. But users got upset about a report that the IRS wants you to pay taxes on transactions over $600. Now, CNBC said that that's false information and it only covers small business owners and independent contractors. So that feels like a little bit of misinformation. What do we need to know about this if we use these cash apps? So the $600 number that um, was thrown out there is because if a business pays another business or somebody that is working for them $600 or more, you're supposed to issue a 1099. Now, not everybody does that. And the way the IRS looks to see whether you have been um, doing enough work that you should have been issued a 1099 so that you get taxed on that income that you earn, they will look at bank accounts of business companies. Well, it's kind of changed a little bit because of the new era that we're in where Venmo and Zelle and PayPal are all part of the process. 
So they are saying that they're going to look at those various vehicles to figure out whether somebody is earning business income that should be reported on a 1099 as $600 or more of income earned during the year. Okay, so if I'm doing a Venmo to my buddy to help pay for a vacation or something like that, I don't have to worry about the IRS sending me a form saying, no, 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 you spent over $600. We're going to tax you on that. I think that what they're going to do is they may potentially, which, you know, let's think about that, maybe very difficult to search out everybody that's paid more than $600 a year in Venmo to a certain individual. But as they look at that, they're going to figure out whether this is business income or if this is a transaction like buying a pool table. Okay. You know, if you're doing a pool table and you just sold a pool table through Venmo, that is not something that's, you're not in the world of selling business income of pool tables. They're not going to worry about that. But they do look at things like if you are a home health agency Mm -hmm. and their aides are being paid through Venmo, well, those folks are now in the business and they're going to look and see whether the folks that receive more than $600 have a 1099 attached to it. And they'll use Venmo as another vehicle to... um, to research that. Artofmoneyradio.com if you want to meet the team from the McPherson Financial Group. And that includes Mark Bernard, who is joining us this weekend, the in-house CPA with the McPherson Financial Group. And it's something, Mark, that me and Luke talked about a little bit earlier in the show today, some of the mistakes that we make in retirement. And that includes uh, assuming that you should file for Social Security right away. So when is it okay to delay Social Security for tax purposes? So I actually have a very uh, exact example to talk about it. So Generally, my opinion is you you trigger it earlier than later. However, if you wait to trigger it, you can get a bigger monthly payout by waiting to start the, the trigger date, the date that you start to collect. Now, we had a client that had about $500,000 in IRAs and wasn't earning any other income. What we have done for the la- last year and going for the next three years, our tax plan is that she does not start Social Security, allows us to do Roth conversions out of her IRA for $40,000 a year. $40,000 a year is because she doesn't earn much any other income. And with the standard deduction, she essentially pays very little, no more than $4,000 doing these Roth conversions. And we're asking that she does it for last year and the next three years, so that she converts two hundred thousand of her five hundred thousand into the Roth. What that allows her now she's frugal, doesn't spend a lot. She's getting forty thousand dollars a year in Social Security. The way that you determine how Social Security is taxed is you take that forty thousand dollars Social Security benefit, you divide it by two, so that's twenty thousand, and then add any other taxable income. If that's less than 25000 she pays no tax on her Social Security benefits. If it's less than 34000 she pays 50%. Anything over 34000 a year, she pays 85% taxable income on her Social Security benefits. So the plan is keep her under that 25000 when she triggers her Social Security. She has enough cash flow through either her IRA distributions of $5,000 or out of her Roth IRA so that none of her Social Security benefits are taxable. So this is a good example 
a lot of times people think that you know you want to convert all your IRA money to Roth. You don't necessarily need to have to do all of it, right? You can keep some of it in the IRA, convert half or most of it, and still get you a lot more tax efficiency. And that's what we're working on with this individual. Um, you know, before she became a client, she wasn't doing any tax planning, and with her income the way it is, she was essentially losing the standard deduction. So, you know, just finding ways to maximize her current tax bracket of you know ten to twelve percent in this scenario. And, you know, move as much money as we can in those brackets for as long as we can, you know, for as long as the Trump tax cuts stay in effect is, is mm-hmm. our plan currently. As we're talking about some of the taxes that we work with every day, what about those child tax credit payments? I know I got them. Will those continue into 2022? And, you know, how do we work with those? That's all up to Congress at this point. We're not entirely sure what early payments are going to be going towards a child tax credit. We also don't know how much is going to stand up going forward even if they don't make the early payments. But you bring up a good point that I forgot about when you said about tax preparation. Mm-hmm. That is actually a very big thing that people need to be aware of is how many payments they got throughout 2021 towards the child tax credit because that's a, a reportable event that we need to put on the tax return. Yeah, so essentially it's, it's a credit you would have received when you filed. Mm-hmm. They just gave it to you however many months before and they split it into 12ths. So it is a benefit. I can see that, you know, where some people do need these credits. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if you still have your job and you weren't really impacted by COVID currently, you're essentially just taking a credit you would have received on your tax return and you're getting it early. So it's basically a wash. For most of us, it's a wash. You know, having a tax strategy is super important about that plan, that entire retirement plan. And, And let's check that plan. Let's check that portfolio. 321 425 8550. Mark Bernard, buddy, thank you so much for joining us this weekend here on The Art of Money. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 Today's show has been a work of art. 